Hello there, every oops. Oh, my camera's in a weird position. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, welcome to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. This is episode 131 of the show itself, uh, Seattle Interview Series number 37. Uh, I am here with Amira is it, uh, Hussein. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, I heard it on LinkedIn. It had the little pronunciation thing. Uh-huh. Make sure I got that. Yeah. Um, all state first team selection uh, 2016 in high school MVP of the NSPL Olympic League in 2016. So taking home some hardware, I see. All Pac 12 first team in the 2021 weird sort of spring season. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that has to have been weird, right? Uh, all region second team in 2021 and Pac 12 academic honor roll in 2021. Amira, uh, you kind of talked to talked about it a little bit before we hit record here. How have things been I guess since the season ended and uh since we've started the I mean we're only 18 days in but as we started 2022 um it's been weird I mean I know everyone knows it's just like a weird time we're in but I think just getting as much training in and trying to understand my body and the transition of like college soccer to pro soccer um so it's been good and I talked to my new coach, which was really helpful in just like their training process versus what we've done at UW and what I've done in, you know, prior seasons. Um, And just like getting ready to leave, it's kind of nerve wracking. It hasn't hit me yet, but trying to stay healthy as well. So, you know, to take it to the beginning, as I do with my interviews, where would you say that your athletic journey really began or, you know, in some cases, where the love of soccer started, because I've talked, you know, with talking to a few different athletes, you know, the journey may begin at some point, you know, whether it's picking up a football or a baseball or a basketball. Um, but the love of the game doesn't always start right there, right? Some people, it comes and goes throughout their pro career. Some people, it starts in college. What would be a better way to describe your story, would you say, with whether where the soccer journey began or where the love of the game began for you at least Mm -hmm. um so my journey started when I could walk um my family is an entire soccer family when my dad first moved here um that's all he did with him and his friends um not knowing how to speak English so he's like I want all my kids to play soccer so I started then but I think it's definitely been a in and out kind of thing I know you know when you're younger it's fun you're in groups and you get to play sport you get to run around kick a soccer ball but I kind of you know fell out of it I think when times get rough when you're not understanding your environment when you're not understanding yourself and what you need first and you try to um kind of live up to expectations of other people and what you think you need to do. And then that kind of is when a lot of people, you know, start saying, oh, this is really hard, you know, hard coming to practice, hard coming. But I think um, I would say I fell back into like love with it in probably my junior year of soccer of college season. Um, That's when I realized like what I'm putting in my body, what I'm doing in and out. Like I found other hobbies outside of soccer and it just made me love it again. And um, kind of like digging deep with like all my teammates and like gaining relationships. And so I think like the game is just, just finding it fun and you're going to win, you're going to lose. And I think just like knowing that 
um, at the end of the day, like the reason why you're playing is because you want to have fun. You want to be around the people that you want to be around. You get to do so many cool traveling experiences and just um, so, yeah. Can you talk about, you know, you talk about a, uh, a soccer family, right? Mm-hmm. You and I just talked about it a little bit before we hit record. You talk about having two brothers that, you know, play this game as well to can you, you know, not only playing at the college level, but for one of your brothers to continue playing pro. Can you just talk about, you know, whether it's keeping in contact with them or, uh, you know, perhaps younger memories of playing um, or maybe it was the competitive side and that being a motivation for you to get better. Can you just talk about having, you know, siblings that, you know, play the game as well? Um. One thing was I was lucky enough, our age gap, my my older brother, it's like 18 months-ish, my young brother's three years, so we were together all the time, whether it was at soccer tournaments, and we would play in our backyard, we had little pug goals, and he would, my old brother would be like, Chelsea, I'd be Arsenal, you know, you just play for fun, and my parents would be the refs, and so it started then, which was then you start getting competitive and you're like calling fouls and you're like, that's a penalty. And so that was fun. But I think when we got older, um, my older brother really helped in just that transition of, you know, high school, then to college and just um, that it's a different world. And I think no one really talks about that a lot. They talk about, oh, you know, it's going to be fun. You're going to the next level. That's awesome. But no one really talks about like being either being away from home. My older brother went to Oregon State. So it, it was a, it was a drive, but it was kind of a far drive to do on a weekend basis. Um, mm-hmm. And knowing just like now you're kind of an adult and you got to figure out like what it is that you need personally. Um, and we're always competitive, whether that's playing card games at holidays. Um, but I think my older brother also is just really smart and he's really helpful in understanding that growing process of a, of just like, a soccer player and I think having a role model within your family is a lot it really helped me because I was able to be real with him because he was in my household I was able to have hard conversations with him cry if I needed to um so that's I think one of the biggest helpful things of having an older brother and other brothers that um you're just able to have like that real deep connection as like a mentor so with that being said you know before you dub, can you talk about your time in the NSPL Olympic League and what what that is a little bit and uh, what it meant for you to win MVP of that league? Or maybe it was just it wasn't that much of a deal to you. It just kind of was a result of how you play and uh, I guess kind of proof yeah. of your success. Oh, gosh, that's so long ago. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's so crazy because I play with some friends um, from before college and we're like gosh that was like five five six years ago and like not remembering what happened but um you know I I think there was no pressure I think you know when you're younger you get to just do whatever you kind of like um you know you get to run up and down the field you you know it's a little less structured I think as college um as I would say and um back then all those like titles and name things it really wasn't a big deal to me because I was just like oh I love playing this game like this is fun me and my friends you know would go out to ice cream after so I feel like it was more for me like the community part like I was with other people than the name things and I know that like my like the people I was around playing with helped me a lot 
So I just, it wasn't to me personally, it was like a team award or whoever I was playing with, but um, I did a lot of training just like outside of it and just like little touches here and there, getting my touch right, getting my shots right. Um, Those little things that sometimes in trainings that you can't get because it's focused maybe on defense and you're only doing a certain type of thing this week and you're like, well, I still really need to work on my shots, my free kicks and um, just going out, even if it's like five to 10 reps after you're getting that repetition and you're getting it in front of goal. And so when the game comes, you're not um, anxious, you're not scared. You're like, okay, I've done this multiple times. And so it just gets better from there. So, you know, with that being said, you know, you talk about not really thinking about awards or, you know, accomplishments, something like that, because it's just, you know, you're playing the game. What was your recruiting process like? And did you ever seriously consider another school that wasn't UW? I know you talk about your brother going to Oregon State. Um, how did how did that fall into place? You know, the the road up to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so back. So when I was younger, you were able to talk to college coaches, like, I think at like eighth grade. Um, So yeah, so it was pretty young. So I knew some people who were committing, um, like freshman year high school, talking at eighth grade, but I started my soccer career at Washington Premier. And then freshman year, I moved to Crossfire. And so that was kind of the time where a lot of people started talking to coaches and I lucked out with Rich as my crossfire coach because he was already coaching at UW and so he had a lot of experience of talking to people how it went what you needed to do Um, but I actually committed somewhere else before I I committed to uh, University of Washington I committed to the Ohio State University I know I I would always get crap if I didn't say the so I always try to catch myself Um, but yeah my first thing was I wanted to get away from home um, I'm such a homebody. I'm, I love being at home, but I thought like college might be a really great way just to build connections outward and trying to find a new area. And so I committed there. Um, I then tore my MCL pretty badly and I was out for mm, about seven months. And when I committed, then there was a really large roster that was committed. Mm. And so I then rethought like, I'm injured right now. There's about 15 people going to Ohio State at this time. That's a lot of people. You know, that's a really huge class now that you think about yeah. it. And I had to just reevaluate if this if this was something that I was um, I really want to do, especially getting injured. Is this a campus? Is this a place where I want to be without my family, without support? Am I going to like being away from home? Um, so then I rethought. And then, you know, I was talking to schools closer as like Seattle U, you know, UW and Oregon State. And I finally, it was funny because I've never been to UW before my senior year of high school. That was the first time I was on campus. Um, But it was a pretty bumpy ride to say the least. Um, So honestly, I would say like, take the time to think about where you want to go and who you want to be with. it's a really, it's a really scary ride, I think, to think about your future and think about like four to five years, maybe even six, if you know, depending on the timeline. And a lot of people are like, oh, I want to just, you know, I want to go to college. I want to just play. And I think, think about so many things of like, if you took soccer out of the equation, do you like the campus? Do they have what you want? And do they, do you like the area around the campus? Like, are, is there things to do? Is there, 
stuff that you're able to do on off season, you know, to find extra hobbies to do because once college soccer starts, it's just rapid fire and you're doing it all the time. And so I think just realizing, you know, what else outside of soccer you're able to do and able to have fun with is a huge part of like the college process. Um, yeah. yeah, that's important. You know, you talk about the season, you know, once it gets over, yeah, really. I mean, it's like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to rag on Ohio, but it's like, what's <laughs> going on out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, so no, that definitely makes sense. You know, it's like, that is like you're saying four, maybe up to six years, you know, you spend in a place and, you know, you think about, you know, playing and that is ideal, you know, that's a great aspect of it, but there's much more to that, you know, uh, because, you know, given, you know, unfortunate circumstances, that might not be what you do, you know, so it's like, you got to have something like you were saying with having, you know, programs or the education that you, you know, want to have going forward to set yourself up, you know, for life. And that's something that uh, I know with the football guys, you know, coach Peterson, a few years ago, he, you know, talked about building for life. It's so important because yeah. I mean, if you pick somewhere that it's the wrong place, it might be uh, an unfortunate situation. Um, so with looking at you, Dub, you know, you talked about the injury there, how did you approach that first year at UW? You know, was it sort of uh, sit and kind of learn things or just get acclimated to the the team and the, the university? How did you approach your first year at UW? Um, so this is something that I look back on a lot and I wish I did it differently, but I definitely sat and just observed and was like, okay, I'm a freshman, you know, I'm going to sit on the bench, you know, and I wish I had a different outlook. And so I, that's one thing that I say to like a lot of people that I see or have to talk to um, or, you know, I go back to a lot of club, you know, places. Um, I say like, go after it your first year. It, you know, there is nothing left to lose. And so my first year I kind of sat and just watched and I was like, I'm kind of scared. I don't know, you know, how trainings work. I don't know how lifting works. I don't, there's a lot of newness and I am someone that loves to be my comfort zone mm. and I kind of let that get the best of me um and so I feel like I wait like kind of wasted like my first soccer season like I went on and I always tried my hardest I, that's something that I always try to do whenever I play on the field whether it was five minutes or 30 minutes I always tried my hardest but there was always a little extra umph that I could have done my freshman year that I think could have helped me earlier on in my college career that I think happened toward my later end um and so yeah that was my first year um I think I was just I think I was just like a scared little freshman um and I want anyone don't be scared at all I think um you got there's a reason why you're on that field there's a reason why you're on this team and like own that and go in and be confident in who you are and your abilities and I think that's even like 10 percent more than what a lot of people do you know the first time and I think that just helps you even just even in life and just going into an interview going into anything new like be confident in what you have um because that's honestly like 80 percent of you know life can you talk a little bit about playing in the Pac-12 because if you look at it you know from you know the sport that we're focusing on here in women's soccer mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of talent you know in in the conference and just programs I know that you know Wazoo has had a good program for as long as I've been aware right mm -hmm. I know UCLA has got a good program you know if we just look at like 
the year by year schedule that you've been at UW, I just looked at like you just look at the the rankings of some of the Pac-12 teams and there there's talent and there's mm-hmm. you know winning. Can you just talk about, you know, playing in the Pac-12 and that competition that it brings? Yeah. The pa- I think anyone who plays in the Pac-12 lucks out because it is it is don't like it's insane. I think every single game is hard no matter no matter what. There are 12 teams that fight to the finish and each team has an amazing talent of players um and I love that I love that any you can't count any team out it doesn't matter whether they're 12th or first you cannot count any team out and I think just in the last few seasons you've kind of seen that there are teams that have probably been in the later bottom half and they've come out in the top half or top four and I think I think transitioning is um, I've been talking to my agent about that. And like, we just talk about how moving towards, you know, pro soccer, that level in Pac-12 is almost, is almost there. I mean, there's pro for a reason, you know, college is, you know, there's that space, but it's definitely a, you know, it helps you a lot. And I think playing against a lot of amazing talent, like girls and seeing their footwork and seeing what they can do, you learn a lot. Um, it's not all, you know, rivalry. And like like you said, Wazoo, they have had some great players. And I think just watching that, you learn and you take from other players and you take from other teams and you're just like, okay, I can add this to my game. I can add this to my game. And um, and so the Pac-12, it's amazing to play. And it's incredibly fast. Um, when I first got into the field, I think – I was wide-eyed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. But I think it just, it was fun because I am so competitive and I think like you're just fighting and you're fighting. And um, I admire that about all the Pac-12 teams. They fight no matter what the score is, they fight until the last 90, 110 minutes. Um, And what I like also about Pac-12 is that a lot of teams are different. You you know, each team has their own style of play and you're seeing like different ways that you can, you can exploit, you know, teams or in your own, you know, in your own game. And I think it's very, um, I don't know, how do you say this? Um, kind of just like learning. I think it's, it's, it makes you see the game in a different way. And I think it raises your soccer IQ because sometimes people play in like a four through three their whole life, or they play in one position their whole life. And in the Pac-12, you see so many different systems. You see so many different ways to attack. And you're just like, wow, that's something that I've never thought you could have done. And it works, you know. And so, yeah, I love the Pac-12. I'm so grateful to be able to play in it. So, you know, kind of related. Can you talk about the decision to play in your fifth year of eligibility? Was that something that you had to think about? Or was it kind of just something that you knew, hey, I'm going to play? Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that, you know, had to be had thought put into it or was it just a a foregone conclusion that you were going to return for that fifth year Mm -hmm. um I think I think in the back of my head I knew I was always going to come back for my fifth year I love just being at UW I think it's so hard to leave now that like I'm you know gone like I'm so happy that I did play my fifth year but I think a big thing was having a fifth year because of this COVID year, you know, and I, and I didn't get to miss any, that was such a rare opportunity to have and to be able to play five seasons. And I think, you know, with my freshman and sophomore year, kind of in and out of the lineup, kind of playing, kind of didn't, it just gave me another season under my belt of like 
playing and being confident in myself and playing under Nicole and playing under a new team. Um, and it, it was a really hard decision, I think, because I didn't, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to play pro soccer. I wanted to like go. I wanted to kind of spread my wings. I already had been here for four years. I played four seasons. Um, but I think in the end, I just realized how like awesome this opportunity was and whether, you know, I did well this season or I didn't, or we didn't do well, or we did, it was just another season to be able to get under my belt and to train hard and to have fun in an environment that I knew before. So I don't think I then, like after playing for a while um, before the spring season, I realized like, you know, I don't think I'm ready just yet. I don't think I'm ready just yet to leave and to grow you know, into a pro soccer player. I don't think I like mentally and physically, I don't think I was just ready yet. And I think that also learning that about myself, I wanted to give myself time because I didn't want to go when I wasn't ready. And there's a difference between like being not ready and, and, and like, you know, not wanting to go, but not being not ready and just, you know, mentally, physically in your game, like, are you ready for this next step? Are you ready to have a different environment where these girls are, on national teams playing in the Olympics and having this, you know, style. And I think Nicole and, and Tina and Ed are great coaching staff and that I could learn a lot more from them also. And just like, it wasn't just like playing another season, but like learning from them and learning how I can grow and be ready for the next step. I think that was like what changed my mind. So, you know, we look at the 2021 season. Um, <laughs> there's, it's like kind of a two sides of the coin kind of thing right yeah you look at spring um and that season and the tournament run um mm-hmm. and then you look at this past season where you know not exactly how things wanted to go yeah. uh, but uh, you know the team still kind of hung in there for some games you know i knew they we uh drawing asu and there's another team i think I, sh- I should look it up but i think it was stanford uh two teams that you know had relatively good seasons um can you just from your perspective talk about the way that you know as opposed to the spring how the fall unfolded and and what you Mm -hmm. saw you know from your perspective with uh the women in the locker room uh Mm -hmm. alongside you um the one thing I think that I'll always speak about this team and that I love is that we focus on our culture before we focus on the field and we focus on inward and we take you know, whatever practice that was, we take whatever game that was, and we look inside ourselves and we say, okay, what did we do today? Did we give our 110? Did we do what we need to do? Did we um, execute our role? And like knowing our role on the team, whether that's you're a starter, whether that's you come in, you know, late and you finish out a game, whether that's you're standing on the sideline and learning and waiting for your turn to get in, we all just knew our role and we knew you know, how best can we benefit everyone else on the team? And I think this team is so selfless in that aspect. And I know like even we had, you know, our captains would come together and they would speak and they would get um, feedback from people, you know, who weren't um, captains or underclassmen. And I think they were getting, you know, ideas to how best be a leader on the team. And the one thing that we always opened it up was that there was not just one single leader on the team. Each person had their own, you know, uniqueness and that goes to soccer, but on the outside, like some people speak up more than others. Some people, you know, probably ask more questions and are great 
you know, followers and, you know, cheer you on your, your hype girl. And I think this, this past season, you know, of course we wanted to go and they'll play in the tournament, but I think each game we came together and we're like, okay, what can we do next? What can we do next? We don't, you know, that game's already done. Now let's focus on game, the other game. And we don't focus on four games from now. We focus on the next game and then we take it from there. And I think that's a really good mindset to have, um, especially in the Pac-12 with the, the teams being so great. But you look at the next game and you're like, okay, what can we do? What can we learn about from the last few games? How can we put that in? How can we translate that into training and then translate the training into games? And I think the one thing about this team um, is that we never back down. We never stop fighting. We never, we never stop fighting. And I love that because um, it doesn't matter what the score is. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep, keep at it and you're going to try to score. And I think just playing with some amazing women and the coaching staff, I think is a huge part of that because they established that relationship with us, that they are able to be in the locker room with us when we're having these conversations and they're like, okay, you know, this is what we need to do as coaches and we're going to give that to you. And I think it's really nice to have coaches who are understanding, who are like, okay, I get it. We're not giving you maybe what you need here. Let's give this to you. And then they can give us feedback. And I think that's just how I feel like relationships and teams should be. You're just bouncing off each other. You're learning, you're figuring out like, you know, maybe me and I don't know, another midfielder aren't communicating that well. Okay. We're going to talk about it and we're going to figure it out and we're going to figure it out because we want what's best for one another. And I think that's just why I love you, Dub. (laughs) Yeah. uh, My apologies. It was USC who was the other tie. I mean, Arizona state USC two t- I mean, USC was what ranks number five. So, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, to, like you were saying, to take things a game at a time and mm-hmm. not to, you know, keep eyes down the road is, you know, something that obviously a, a difficult season, but, you know, learn more about yourselves as not only players as a, a, an individual, but, you know, how you work as a team, I think, you know, for this group next season, uh, mm-hmm. well, I think that'll be important. Yeah. Um, you talked about the coaching staff. Uh, what were your sort of initial thoughts on coach Van Dyke, um, and what she's, uh, what she was able to do for you, uh, as coach for, you know, uh, a little bit there. Um, I cannot say enough great things about Nicole. I think, um, it's really funny because I had one senior season before she came cause I was graduating early and I was like, okay you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to play after I'm kind of good. And she calls me, she goes, um, can you come meet me? And I was so scared. I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know her, but I hear she's a new coach. I hear great things. And so she just came, I came to her office and she was like, so, um, do you want to come back? You know, it'd be really nice. (laughs) And I just like started laughing. I was like, okay. And she's like, you know, there's no pressure. Just come out and train with us and, you know, see if you like it. Cause maybe you're done, maybe, you know, or maybe you're not. And so um, the way we met was really funny, but she, she's just, I think she's just like a mom. She's there when you need her. And um, I'm so grateful for that. We have conversations, you know, late at night, just about how our day's going. And I think having having a coach that cares about you off the field really translate to how they 
are coaching you on the field and then in turn you're being coachable you're able to you have that relationship you guys you know made those boundaries and then that translates and you're able to listen you're able to say oh she's yelling at me but this is because she believes in me she mm-hmm. believes in that i can actually do this it's not because she doesn't like me it's not because of that um and so that's one thing where i'm really grateful for and then also she was actually the one to initiate the culture on our team. She was like, I want to restart and just, you know, wipe everyone's slate clean. You know, we're all going to be new and let's figure out what we want our culture to be. And I was, I'm grateful because in COVID, she, that was kind of when she was like new. We didn't have a game yet, but she used Zoom to her advantage. We talked about who we were. We had individual meetings with each other. We had group meetings and we just talked about who we are off the field and what we like off the field and how we like to communicate. And so then in turn, she would have those conversations with us. And she took the time, I think, to get to know us. And I think then in turn, we don't look at her as the scary head coach where you're like, oh gosh, I'm being called into her office. It's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Nicole today. And she's, she's very demanding. She's very blunt. And I think that's also really, um, I respect that about her too, because she knows when to lay down the law. She knows when to be our friend. Um, And I think what she's done for me, I think she's helped me grow as a soccer player in so many ways. Um, She's helped me play in different positions. She's helped me understand the game better as someone who has played pro and someone who has coached for years on end. She just sits with me and we can watch video together. And she's like, this was great, but how about we try this? You know, when we just run X's and O's. And so I'm really grateful that she's like, you know, come to my office. I'm here whenever she answers all my questions. Um, so I really respect that. And I think um, I've gained a friend for a lifetime. Yeah, it was kind of a funny story about coach. I remember I did my interview with your goaltender um, and uh, oh, I remember it was actually F. No, Liv told me herself. She said, yeah, she she listened to it and she liked it. And I was like, what do you mean she listened to it? You know, um, and then there was a Seattle U game this year. Um, and afterwards I I spoke with her and she was like, yeah, I was listening to it. I was like getting ready for bed. And I was like, oh, (laughs) it was cool to hear, you know, that the coach listened to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopefully get to speak with, uh, coach there in a little bit. Um, but you know, to get things back on track, um, (laughs) do you have a favorite game or moment from your time at Washington? I mean, if I, you know, look down the list, you've got some, you know, some moments here and there that I could look at, but obviously as the player, it's, you know, what you might remember most, you know, the double overtime golden goal to beat Arizona in 2019, same situation, golden goal, double OT against Oregon in the spring of last season, whether it was a tournament run last season, uh, fastest goal in Husky history against Liberty in the uh, postseason goal, or the game winner against LMU in the fall. Is there anything that you can sort of look at and maybe point to, or is that kind of a tough situation to put you in there? It's it's tough. I think, um, I don't know. I think, I think probably, you know, if, for me, like if I were to say one of my favorite was probably the double OT against um, Arizona. Um, I actually, that game, I was struggling that game just on the field. It just wasn't, wasn't the game for me. I, you know, I wasn't, I don't know. I think there was just something off about my passes, about 
me connecting and um, my parents and my family were actually right behind me <laughs> right before I um, had the free kick. And I remember because Summer and I always bounce off of like, oh, do you want this one? Do you want this one? And I don't know. I was like, okay, I got this one. She's like, okay, cool. I, I, you know, I agree. And, you know, and I took it and I was like, one, I didn't know I was going near post, but all right, it worked. Um, but I saw the keeper cheating to the far post. I think she thought I was going to serve it. I think, you know, it's double OT. You're like, I just want this out of my box, you know? And it was a weird angle now when like being behind the ball, it was a weird angle to go near post because it was either, you know, you're hitting like on the side net or you're hitting right to her. Um, but I saw the opening and I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to hit it. And I, it was just, it was the weirdest thing that I was, cause it hit her hand. I was like, oh, it's going out. I was like, oh no, it's in. I'll, it, it was, the whole thing was weird, but it was so fun. But I think my favorite, just Husky, like, like my favorite of all time is just live scoring a PK. That was probably my, that's probably my favorite memory I have at UW. Um, I, it, PKs terrify me. That's one thing that I've been working on is just my PKs and just standing in front of the goal and kind of having, you know, your breath, but I admire Liv. She's like, I want to take one. And I was like, you go girl, you know, and being a keeper and taking one and taking one that, just that was a great PK and then save it's like saving one right before I sh- no words for that but yeah that would probably be my entire like UW thing that would probably be my favorite favorite memory so here's something that's a little bit deflecting away from sports <laughs> what yeah. inspired you to pursue a degree in political science what was mm-hmm. the motivating uh, mm-hmm. force behind that Um, So there's a few things. I think um, growing up, um, being a person of color and being a a woman, I've had a few encounters where it didn't make me feel very well, but I never, I was so young, I didn't think about how it was. I thought maybe some kids just didn't understand or, you know, some kids just didn't know how to communicate. Um, But it really started when I had met my fiance and um, his his family and are great people, you know, um, but they're just like the people that he was around in his community um, really opened my, opened my eyes to, I think, another dynamic of people. Mm. And I hadn't seen that before I didn't know how to deal with it I didn't know that people could have been so um I don't know it's just a different way of things and I think the way people grow up people you know in their households the way people teach and and you know everyone's different but um I realized then that I wanted to help people who didn't have a voice and in that time I was was so outnumbered. I mean, being the only person of color in many, many situations, I felt very little. And um, in 2020, that's when I realized, oh, okay, I want to go into a public policy sort of thing. I don't really know if I want to be governor or something like that, but um, just working, you know, for the city or, you know, nonprofit, I think um, just helping people who don't have a voice is, is, is hard. 
Um, but I want to take on that role and I want to be able to do that for other people because I realize that not having a voice is is really hard. It's really sad and you feel powerless and you feel unworthy. Um, and so that kind of inspired like the classes that I started to take. Um, and just being in the political field is is insane. I think it it's really hard to grasp. I think even both sides and understanding that either side, you have to just go in depth and learn about both sides before you take on a position. And so that's what I did. I learned about both sides and all these classes. I learned how to argue for one side and I learned how to argue for another. And so I think that really developed my understanding in what, you know, people want. And I think also I, the one thing I want is I want to find just a middle ground in order to, um, you know, order to find peace. I know that's just a really vague kind of, you know, avenue, but I think right now, just like kind of sticking my feet in and reading different books and learning about it, I think that's just a start. Um, I have a few different options of like what I want to do, but I think I'm still learning. I am rusty in a lot of things that I never knew needed, um, and there's a lot of things I still don't know, and so I love learning about it. I love you know, finding different ways to, you know, solve an issue and solve a situation, because I don't think there's one right or wrong answer. I think there, there's just, a, I think a lot of answers could probably come together. And so that's kind of just what I want to do with my degree. And because obviously with these, you know, the, the sports are the, the forefront, but to also know the athlete, you know, more than that, you know, is, is important. And, you know, I think it was important to look at that, you know, in talking to you, um and to hear your experience on that you know um looking at the team as a whole next season obviously you won't be with them and i'm sure that might be a little bit weird to see um do you have any expectations for this group i mean you know coming off a disappointing season but you're getting some freshmen in some transfers in and yeah knowing that the group that has you know been through the past few seasons you know i'm sure that uh, there are rights to be wronged there. I'm sure they feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any expectations or are you just going to, you kind of, you have trust in that the women in that locker room and you know that, you know, the ship will be righted in a sense? I believe in each and every one of them in the locker room. Um, I know that we're getting a few people back that we missed in the fall season. Mm-hmm. And so I know that they're probably so excited to get on the field and there are some pretty powerful players too. Um But I think, you know, it's going to be a new team. And I think they're going to, I think definitely in winter and spring is like the time they get to know each other and the way they play and, you know, moving some pieces if they need to. Um, Yeah, it's going to be weird watching them, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to be watching as much as I can. Um, But I think the biggest thing is that I believe in those girls because they work hard. I think they work hard no matter what. If a forward were to be an outside back, they're like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, and I'm going to execute it as best I can. And the one thing that I love also just like about Nicole is that when she's explaining something new, she works through it until everyone understands instead of saying, okay, you know, we did it for 30 minutes. All right. We should be able to know how to do that, you know, in the game. And so I think, there's so many different coaches and I think I really value um, Nicole in translating that and just saying, okay, if everyone does have it, then we can move on. And I think the one thing also about these girls is that they'll be like, no, I don't have it yet. Can we keep working on it? And so I think 
that's one. It's also for them, but it's also for the other people around them because each and a, you know, we're leaning on each other on the game field and we're like, Hey, I need you, you know, to do this. And like, yes, you know, I will. And if they need, has questions, they're going to ask questions. And I think that's just how teams grow. And so I'm excited for them. I, I think it's going to be a good one. Um, I'm sad. I'll be away from that, but I'm going to be watching on TV. Hopefully I, it's not in the middle of the night, but, um, yeah, I'm so excited for them, and I know they're in such great hands with Nicole and Tina and Ed, and I'm just going to do well. So, you know, with that being a good transition point, what happened uh, ultimately behind the scenes in order for you to come to terms with your new club in Iceland? How did that really fall into place, whether it might have been like a coach reaching out for you, you reaching out yourself, maybe the team reached out to you? How did that fall into place for you to sign? Um, so I lucked out some of our alums have the same agent that I do right now. And so I was able to speak with them before um, I made a decision. And so and I'm really grateful for um, uh, WMA uh, management. They've been amazing throughout this process, especially for someone who, you know, doesn't really I don't really know. It's super different from college. Um, So they just kind of took it in their own hands. They've been really great in speaking with me but I you know I kind of just said I want to play I just want to play soccer I want to be on the field I um you know as great as like NWSL is I think I really wanted to get on the field before Mm -hmm. I entered into that league because that league I mean there are people from France and England wanting to come over and you know so I think just getting some time on the field in a pro setting, I think is really good because you're on the field, you understand the pace, you're not just training, but you're getting that, you know, you know, that actual game time on the field. But um, it actually, it, it was pretty, it was pretty quiet for a bit because we watched the draft and um, I spoke to um, a team there and you know it was great I was like okay if I go I go and you know that'll be great I will take every opportunity every learning experience that I can get um, but if I don't you know there's so many other teams there's so many other countries that I can go to and find a place and so talking to my agent he's just like you know um, I'm gonna get you so you can play and I really valued that and so he actually called me the day after Christmas um, there was kind of like a few weeks of being silent. He's like, okay, I'm talking to teams, but unless like something comes in, I don't want to like say, Hey, I'm talking to this team and nothing come through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of the thing that I really liked because if he was like, Oh, I'm talking to a team in Spain, but nothing heard back. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, what do you do with that information? So yeah. he called me and he was like, so I have this and they're really excited. And I was like, okay, I'm really excited too. Um, but uh, I got the contract on the first or the second. So it's kind of like a new year's thing. Like, Oh gosh, this is crazy. Um, I was actually in the car and he's like, Hey, can you sign this? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Cause we had talked a few days before and he's like, I have the contract coming through here. It is, but just read it over and sign it if you like it. And so I did. <laughs> it was really scary. I think just reading it. Cause I was like, gosh, this is so professional. You know, it had, <laughs> I had to read the fine print and so I was um and I was like crying while I was reading it because I was like this is so real this is so different I'm so excited my whole family was right there like staring at me with their cameras and I was like (laughs) oh my gosh this is so crazy um but yeah and so 
I met the coach a few uh, week ago. We had a uh, phone calls and he he was amazing. He was like, we're, you know, we're excited to have you come. And it's so different because they do preseason a little differently, I think, um, than what I've noticed. I know that ours is just like really hard, really rough. And there's pretty slow, like gradual running, gradual, you know, touching the ball and weightlifting. And so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for something, you know, different. And he's like, oh yeah, we do baseline um, tests. This is how we do it. You know, everything's from the, you know, we don't want you to peak when you first come in, you know, mm. we want you peaking in the middle. And so he's like, don't worry about whatever your scores are. And so I really valued that. And I think, you know, that's something that um, I wish I knew when I was younger that you don't want to peak when you first come into preseason. That's, you know, you don't want that. You want to peak, you know, in the middle of season where you're having like great fitness, great touches, and that's kind of what you want. And so I learned a lot on his phone call and he was super nice and speak perfect English, but I know I got to learn some Icelandic. And so I've been trying on YouTube and failing miserably, but we're going to continue. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited that it's a, you know, a small kind of, it's a small kind of area. And so we're going to be exploring a lot and there's stuff to do. Um, I am in the middle of nowhere, but, um, you know, there, I think, there is someone else, I think, from Seattle that's also going. Um, and so I'll be excited, you know, traveling with someone. I'll have a roommate. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's so, I just, it hasn't hit me yet. So I don't have like a lot. I think after a few months there, I'll realize, oh, I'm going to be living here for a good moment. Um, I'll be back November 1st. That's kind of if everything, you know, goes well and we make it. But yeah, it's, you know, I'll be there for nine months and away from home. So it's just, uh, it hasn't hit me. I feel like I'm going to soccer camp, honestly. It's <laughs> like, off. yeah. Um, so I leave in 10 days. Yeah. Jeez. That's got to be wild to think about. Because I know, like you said, with um, with Ohio, the Ohio State, <laughs> um, you yeah. know, it's you talked about kind of being a homebody so yeah. you know now uh obviously a much different place to go um so I'm sure that has to be something that's interesting to look at and something to be big but like you're saying you know different play style different preseason just different mm -hmm. approach to it should be interesting and you know I talked uh by the time this is yeah uh yeah Adrian Jordan spoke with her you know she's been to played in Iceland and the club that you're going to uh sweden germany uh spain you know so it's 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 a chance to travel the world you know mm -hmm. and be able to see that um you know you talked on the nwsl do you have any thoughts on the league expanding and what it may mean for pro women's soccer in the states here because obviously you know you look at it uh you know as the league expanded should mean more opportunity you know for women here if they want to pursue it in the states so do you just have any, you know, general thoughts on the league expanding as well as potentially um, a special teammate of yours being drafted? I know. I'm so excited for her. Um, I think it's great. I think women's soccer is coming up and I am so excited for that. I'm so excited that there will be more teams so that people do get the opportunity to be able to be like, I get to play in this league. Because I think even when I was a you know, a freshman in college, 
it kind of was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, you know, it's really small. You're still going to MLS games. You, you know, you don't hear a lot about it, but it has grown so much in just the last few years. And I think just seeing people that I know getting on the field and um, getting playing time, um, it just, it means a lot. Cause then there, it means that, you know, the U S is taking time with women's soccer. It means that they are, they care about us. And um I think that's great. I do think like it's still great to go and play abroad. I don't think that there's one or the other that's more amazing. I think just being able to play in another country, like you said, travel the world, not, you know, not everyone gets to do that. And then not everyone, you know, gets to play in NWSL. And I think, you know, the journey's different for everyone, but I'm so grateful that the NWSL isn't expanding. I'm grateful that um, they are looking at, you know, girls, um, from the U.S. and that they're, you know, trying to get more people on teams and just, you know, taking the time to kind of recruit within. And um, so, yeah, and hopefully, you know, I get to play in that league one day. And so it'll be fun. I know I'm really excited for my teammate. Um, we talk all the time and we talk just different, you know, hers is different than mine and we just bounce off each other. And so it's it's really great. Yeah, obviously, uh, Olivia Vanderyat being selected by the rain here in Seattle. So getting to stay and, uh, you know, Lumen now, you know, uh, as someone who played baseball, nothing against Shaney stadium itself, it just shouldn't be hosting soccer games. Uh, also makes my commute easier down to Tacoma, you know, but no, I mean, I think, you know, you look at, I know that the, uh, USLW league is, you know, working to launch again, I think here in the U S this season, I know there's a team out in Spokane, um which is interesting to think about um but you know just growing i know that the sale of real salt lake got completed and the owners are now uh talking about bringing back the utah royals so um it is interesting to see i know obviously you know talking to lauren barnes um losing teammates you know to the expansion draft must suck but in the grand scheme of things it's it's better for the league as a whole so no it's interesting to look at that um and interesting to see hey man you get to go to iceland which i'm sure will be really unique yeah <laughs> um just any quick thoughts on on the the potentially new environment there whether it's like weather wise you know i don't know how different it is over there than what we get here like today i think it's been dark all day and overcast yeah. you know um so just any potential thoughts on that um so I'm not a big snow person. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, you know, beautiful from the comfort of my own home. Yes. But I know that I think it snows from like October to April. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see that. And the high temperature that it ever gets is 55. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I think, you know, winter wise, it's kind of the same as Seattle, maybe a little bit more snow. Um, but I'm glad that I don't have to buy a lot of new gear because all my gear is kind of cold. Um, for soccer, though, I am I love cold weather, so I think I I'm really happy about that. Um, but I think the food might be something that I will get used to. Um, I know they eat a lot of sheep, so I've never had that before. But one of their main dishes is like an actual sheep head, like with the eyes and the mouth and the nose and it's just like on your plate. So um, that would be interesting to kind of see. I don't know how I'll feel with like eyes staring back at me, but um, you know, I'll take, I'll always try it. You know, I always want to try new things, but um, IBV is actually on a small, small Island, like off of 
um, Iceland. So it's kind of like a Bain Bridge or like Woodby Island. So I'll have to take a ferry if I ever want to go to like the main city. But um, I think there's like two or three grocery stores and like five restaurants, like very different from Seattle. Um, but I, I'm excited, you know, they, from what I hear, like they go on a lot of like trips together, um, just like doing things like kayaking. And so I think, I think I'll be in really good hands to kind of just see Iceland and um, I'm really excited about it. I think um, if you, if someone, the one thing I will say is like, this is kind of going a little off topic, but I have a lot of friends who like didn't end up playing after. And, and I think I'll always say just do one season, you know, you, you never know if you'll like it, you may get to go to a beautiful new country, learn a culture and then come back. And I think, um, or just even a new state, if you want to be in the NWSL, but just like taking the time when you're young. Um, so yeah, I'll be planning a wedding while I'm over there. So that'll be really uh, interesting to get all that down, but um, I'm excited for this new journey and just kind of, you know, growing up. <laughs> yes. And that's something that I should say is congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Um, that, yeah, that might be interesting. Wedding planning in, in Iceland, you know, a little, yeah. little bit away from the proverbial home. So yeah. <laughs> um, I always put socials in the bio, uh, the description of the videos and the, the show. Do you have anything else you want to have there or do you want to put out into the world uh, before we wrap up here? Um, oh, I don't know, but, um, no, but I just wanted to say thank you for having me today. Um, thank you. I feel like this is like the longest conversation I've had with somebody lately. So it's like nice. To talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I appreciate it. I think, you know, maybe I'll just say, um, just keep chasing like your dreams and no dream is too far, um, to go and just keep doing just focus on you and your growth and your mental health and putting you first. I think some people kind of, you know, may, may forget that. And, you know, you're, you're most important, you know, keeping the brain healthy, keeping you healthy and um, going on walks, you know, clearing your head, watching favorite TV show. I don't know, but yeah. (laughs) So with that taken into account, I want to wish you the best of luck in this upcoming season. And I guess we will see you around november then yeah yeah you guys thank you take care